It's time for deep track designs, don't you think? The official Smoothie Blues online interiors hangout for grabbing a healthy blend of design tips, music, talk, and laughter. Elizabeth Beckins' design topics are thoughtfully composed, warmly delivered, and unexpectedly relatable. Every episode crafted to reach the inner tracks of your heart and soul. Ooh, it's our hope that like a worn out record, you'll want to keep coming back to listen. So stay with us. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another podcast session of Deep Track Designs. If you have listened to Deep Track Designs before, you know what this is all about. It's all about music and it's all about interior design. And maybe you're back for that. Maybe you're back for the music. Maybe you're back for the interior design talk. Maybe you're here by mistake. I don't know, but we're glad you're here. And this is why we're so happy about this. First of all, we're glad it's a new year. We're very excited for 2022. And we're very excited because every time we get on deep track designs, we talk about two things. We talk about music and we talk about design and how the two mesh together within the very creative brain of Elizabeth Beckin, who I'm happy to be joined with today. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, I'm sure you're ready for it after the holidays. Oh, oh, yes. I'm diving in deep already with Deep Track Designs. That's great. There's nothing worse than going into the new year and not being ready and just kind of starting over and not really knowing where you're going. But when you can dive into the new year and know where you're going and be excited about it, it's such a good thing. I want to talk to you uh, today about two words, leather and lace. And you brought this up to me recently, leather and lace. And why did you think about that? Well, leather and lace uh, really brings me to the topic that I want to talk about to start off the new year. Leather and lace uh, design compromise for couples. It's a very common dilemma that people have. And for those of you who know Fleetwood Mac and probably most everybody's listened to the song Leather and Lace, the lyrics really lend to the trials and tribulations that couples go through, you know, uh, stay with me, stay my city, your mountains. So I, I really got that idea uh, to put a podcast together on today. It's sort of the way that I design um, sometimes, whether it be for my podcast or my genre blog, where I usually have a song that just inspires what I want to talk about. And it always goes back to design. Did you hear Leather and Lace recently, or did you just think about it? How did you happen to land on that one? Or was it the design process and compromise among couples that made you think of it? Well, I, I have recently uh, completed a design where there was a gentleman who really loved uh, industrial farmhouse, uh, right down to the concrete walls. Fortunately, there was a warm wooden floor uh, to work with. Uh, he had a leather sofa. Uh, he had industrial, uh, everything it seemed um, in there. And it, and it was very masculine, very masculine. But it was time for the lady of the house to move in. And she was more of a lace girl. So we changed it up. We did add some things that would uh, make the room look more feminine. 
we kept that uh, that leather sofa that had very straight angles to it, um, but we added some pillows with tassels. We added textures with the pillows and also the area rug and some curtains that were were not feminine really, but they were crinkly and they were creamy. And the whole room had lots of um, light from the sliding glass doors throughout. And then instead of his industrial pendants that he had on the ceiling, I added some different ones. They were still industrial farmhouse, but there were crystals hanging down and it cast this beautiful shadow, like, uh, like almost like lace to the floor. So that really inspired me there. That sounds great. And so in working with this couple, did you find that everything went smoothly or, or were, was there a bit of uh, contention, uh, disagreement? It, it went quite smoothly, actually, uh, because we were able to um, keep most of his elements, but just add in a few of hers um, just to make it a little bit more feminine. For instance, there was a, a wooden mantle, and we added some nice dried flowers to it. And uh, we put in a few of her design accessories, uh, like she had a bird collection, and, and we, we put those around a little bit. And it, it just it was a perfect blend, really, of the two styles. It, it worked out really well. They were both happy. It sounds like they got along very well um, in kind of expressing not only what they envisioned having in their home, but uh, making concessions to the other and saying, yeah, okay, sure, I could do that. That's not a problem. Yeah. And that's probably not always the case, is it? No, no, no. Uh, In my career, I've found really there are five different types of couples, if you will. You know, one will talk about uh, how they have exactly the same tastes. This is very rare, by the way. I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as design bliss. I can picture uh, couples just dancing around and going shopping together and jumping up and down and being just blissful. Does not happen very often. It's like design euphoria. Sure. And if it looks like there it is, then they're faking it. (laughs) (laughs) Likely. And then, of course, um, there are those that she or he just take over everything. And and, um, the partner says, whatever you want, honey, as long as you're cooking dinner. That doesn't happen very often either. But I do know of some couples who are like that. It's like it's all up to her or all up to him. Yeah, I think we all know some people like that. Oh, we definitely do. Yeah, so those are basically uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't they? Uh, Well, actually, I have uh, really the opposite end of the um, spectrum. Uh, It's when folks are territorial. Like if someone's lived in a house for a while and it's time for someone to move in after they've lived there for so long. Oh, am I talking about myself? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, my, my, my husband was a tad like that, but I, I definitely just uh, went very slowly. I took it very slowly. And eventually I, I did get some of my things into the house and, and we're happy with it right now. But uh, there's actually even other categories here. I mentioned five, right? Yes. You did. We talked about the people who have exactly the same tastes. And then I think you said one really does all the decorating. The other's totally flexible. Yeah. And I think you've mentioned in the past, and I did read on your website, you said, um, you know, their tastes vary, but they agree on some things. And this is good. Maybe you and your husband fall into that category. Yes, that is one of the items. And, and then, of course, there could be folks that have totally different 
taste. Uh-oh, is all I have to say. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I do have a behavioral science background. I use it. It really does work. Exactly. So in that case, you become a bit of a mediator. You have to mediate through these oh, yes. disagreements between couples and their design tastes and desires. You probably run into that scenario frequently. Yes, I really do. You know, uh, we have to have a conversation for sure. And a lot of times I will give folks, um, give a couple some homework. There's a number of things that they they can do to make things a little bit easier with blending um, to finally get to their in-between style. What I first um, start by saying is, Think about um, going shopping together. If you're going to be replacing some items in your home, you're you're now in together as a new couple, you know, go shopping together, okay? Uh, The second one, even though it sounds a little bit too simple, well, sometimes simple advice works, and this one does. Flip through magazines and cut out some of your favorite rooms and compare them and talk about what you like about them or what you don't like about them. You know, communicate. Make a list of things you really, really would like to do. Keep it to five, maybe, and then prioritize them. Talk about them once again. You know, if there's something that's really a deal breaker, talk about it. And usually you can come to some sort of agreement there. You can also talk about the way you want your place to feel. Do you want it to be laid back and warm? Do you want it to be energizing and bright? Talk about that. And allow your home to tell the story of the two of you through your art, perhaps, you know, trips you've been on, family pictures, etc. I love the idea of cutting out the pictures. Uh, my wife and I are looking for houses right now. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. We compare notes on what we like and what we don't like. But I can see going through magazines and cutting out pictures and putting them on a a vision board or something and having it up there to refer to once in a while, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to persuade somebody over time. When somebody keeps seeing something or they keep hearing somebody's point of view, I've seen it happen. A lot of times over time, they tend to adopt that um, when you didn't think they would in the beginning. And maybe there's something about having that visual up there that kind of helps these two people come together over time. You know, I think so. And it, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, over the last couple of months, I've been meeting virtually with um, actually 10 of the most famous interior designers in the world. I, I won't name his name because I promise not to reproduce any of um, these fabulous uh, virtual meetings. But uh-huh. uh, he, w- <laughs> he was asked, what do you do? Because he works with a lot of very wealthy folks. And um, this can apply to many, though. Uh, what do you do? What are they, what are they like? You know, uh, he said they want everything their way. And they're so, they sometimes have tunnel vision. And what I do sometimes is I say, oh, I, I really I really don't think you're going to like this at all. But this is what I've come up with. Um, give you these ideas that you're, I, you're just probably not going to like it. And he says, Sometimes they come back a week later and say, hey, I have a really great idea for you. And they, they go on to reproduce the idea that he he posed the week before. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Another thing we've seen happen of people who don't want to buy into somebody <laughs> else's ideas or methods, but they will bring it back after a while like it's their own and they came up with it. Yeah. 
that's sort of sneaky, but um, there are some other tried and true things that I most um, often use. And one would be, uh, all right, so let's say you have a room. How about one of you put 60% of what you would like in a room and 40% in the other? Um, and maybe the next room, you get 100%, okay? You know, there's such things as man caves and she sheds. Let's not forget that. Right. Um, and I'll, you know, also be very careful, though, if you're doing 100% of one style in one room and, and on, say, 100% in the other, make sure you might have very different design styles, but one way you can avoid it not looking well is to make sure you have a color scheme that, that flows throughout your house. So that's sort of how you would um, take care of that situation. So would you explain that just a little bit more? So make sure you have a color scheme that's present throughout the house, even though the designs will vary some uh, room to room, section to section? Yeah, well, absolutely. Now, let's picture that my husband likes Scandinavian furniture. By the way, I do too. Maybe that's not a great example, but let's pretend for a day that my favorite is a traditional design. And if I give my husband free reign in one room, and I do the next room and have free reign, the styles might clash um, a little bit. But if we have, uh, say, some pillows or some drapes or even some accessories that keep on tying in, maybe even a finish, like keep it all um, brass um, finishings from room to room, rather than, uh, say, silver in one room, gold in the other those are some examples. I see. Oh, that makes perfect sense because then it does tie together that theme. It brings some consistency to the design, even though there are variations in the styles. Can you tell me a little bit about Scandinavian furniture? I'm just interested in that since you mentioned it. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, first, I've probably mentioned before that I live in a timber frame home. I'm on a, a contemporary timber frame home that my husband built. And it's all a lot about wood in clean lines. And most of our furniture in our home is actually uh, Scandinavian or mid-century style because the, the, the two just really go pretty well together. And, and it's very clean, simple line. It, it blends well, actually, with our wood. Uh, you know, we, we also are surrounded by mountains and trees and, and uh, beautiful views. And it, it's an uncluttered look and it allows the outdoors to come in and vice versa. So, Elizabeth, that house sounds fantastic, and I hope to see it sometime. Vermont is, of course, a wonderful place, and um, I'm sure you have a beautiful property there. Um, I want to ask you, too, you've talked about editing in the past, and I'm familiar with editing for editing podcasts and editing papers and editing emails, but not editing in design. What does that mean? Well, when you talk about editing, let's talk about it from a couple standpoint. Whether you're moving into a new place together or you're moving into a partner's place, design compromise isn't really something you, you can avoid, is it? I mean, you really can't. Right. <laughs> uh, a few things that you should really think about doing. So you're living in two different places. First thing, take stock of what you both have. Um, yes, this means that you really need to uh, get into the closets, into the basement, see what you have. And then think about how you'll blend those items together 
to ultimately, you know, get that in-between style, like I mentioned earlier. You may have duplicates. Uh, consider um, quality, size, and condition, and ditch accordingly. I know my husband and I did uh, along the way when we were considering uh, blending our households together. And maybe something is sentimental. And you really should be able to keep a couple sentimental things, um, both of you. Um, one thing that I can think of right now is the antique spinning wheel uh, of my husband's. I, I couldn't see where it could fit anywhere. It wasn't really good for the grandchildren. We ultimately did put it in the basement. That sounds like a great place for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. In the, in the song, I couldn't help but thinking about what comes up must come down. Mm-hmm. Um, spinning wheel round and round <laughs> well, i i wanted to throw it up in the air and hopefully it would never come down right. uh, but we found a good spot for it and it's <laughs> it's well worth keeping yes that's not something you see in somebody's house every day though i have seen at least one and maybe two and um you know it's nothing that i would ever consider uh, having in there and and i'm guessing that your husband probably doesn't spin he just like that nice piece of fine wooden uh tool furniture you got that right. You got that right. <laughs> and, and someday it might come out again. You know, we might just find that spot for it. So the editing then is the process of, in the beginning, taking inventory of sorts of what you both have. If you have two people coming together, bringing their own furniture into one place, you're doing an inventory of what you have and then deciding what to keep, what not to keep, what may complement other things that you have and where to put them, it sounds like a lot of work. Well, it can be, but I I promise you, if you systematically take some of the steps that I mentioned, the result will be really good. Yeah, the ultimate goal is you want to stay together, stay with me, stay. Right. Like Stevie says, right? Yes. So, Elizabeth, are there rules that people should consider when going through the design process and and trying to maintain a healthy relationship along the way? Well, I think it's fitting that we talk about this um, towards the end here. Rule number one. Yeah, right. Don't ever fight. Right. <laughs> Just try not to fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not worth it to fight over an, um, an object. Right. Sure. Um and definitely take the time to uh, listen to your partner's feelings. Um, don't dismiss your partner's passion. Let's say he, he has a guitar collection. Does that sound familiar? Do you have more than one guitar? That sounds very familiar, and I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say that you have so many, but they're not organized um, in a, a pleasing to the eye fashion. Right. Consider maybe hanging them to the wall, or maybe she has a hat collection. Mm-hmm. Consider maybe just you know uh, putting it into a nice display, or just keeping one or two that you have out that or that you're using at the time. Also not good to push your ideas on your partner. You know, agree to compromise. Um, never surprise your partner with a with a shipment. Um, don't do that. Don't let it come to the door and say, hey, honey, you know, it's, it's here. That's not nice. Um, but do contact me if you're having problems with your design compromise. Right. I'm pretty sure I can give you some guidance. 
You know, I was thinking when I asked you, you know, and, and mentioned that it seems like a quite an unwieldy process and a lot of work to go through that. I'm sure that enlisting the help of somebody like you makes that a lot easier. I hope so. I think so. So let's go back to Leather and Lace again. We both know the song very well because it's from our era. We listen to it a lot. It oh, was, yeah. <laughs> what, back from 1981? Is that, what, is that when they produced that? Yes. And Stevie Nicks wrote the song, am I right? Yes. Yes, she did, the duet. And I don't think she wrote it for herself. I think she wrote it for Waylon Jennings or somebody like that. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, and um, Jesse Coulter for their Leather and Lace album, and they didn't use it. I think it's maybe that they broke up? I believe that's the case. I think they broke up, and... um, he thought about doing it as a solo and Stevie Nicks said, no, this is absolutely a duet and it's mm-hmm. either going to be you and Jesse or it has to be me and Don Henley, who I guess frequently stopped by Stevie Nicks house. They were dating at the time and kind of mm-hmm. coached her along and writing that song when she was ready to ditch it. And uh, so uh, Waylon and Jesse didn't compromise on that, but uh, Stevie and, and Don did. And of course, oh, uh, yeah. made a great ballad yeah. out of that for sure. Oh, I agree with you. And you know, yeah, their relationship appears to have been short term, but their their friendship long term. And they performed together many, many times with that song. I just love it. You in the moonlight, right? Yep, with your something, your sleepy eyes. Sleepy eyes. Would you ever love a man like me? So well, maybe not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a question. No, just a statement and singing that line. Well, listen, Elizabeth, this has been really fun as always. And I love it that we get to talk about music. And I love it that we get to talk about design. And I love the way that you combine the two of those through your business, Smoothie Blues Online Interiors. Listeners, I recommend highly that you go to Elizabeth's website and check out what she's all about very interesting stuff on there smoothiebluesonlineinteriors.com and elizabeth i'm looking forward to talking to you again well i am too i really really am we're on a roll yes we are on a roll and i'm very much (laughs) looking forward to which piece of music you're going to pull up out of your hat next time and how we'll apply that to interior design. So thanks so much for being with us. And all of you out there in podcast land, thanks so much for listening. We're looking forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks again so much for joining us this time for another track of Deep Track Designs. You know it's the official Smoothie Blues Online Interiors Hangout for grabbing a healthy blend of design tips, music talk, and laughter. And you can bet that we are going to be back and have a lot more of those. So we look forward to seeing you soon. Have fun, stay groovy, listen to some deep tracks, and think about what design might mean to you. We'll talk to you soon.